What's up, guys? We're back. High Street Freaks. Back after back-to-back losses. When's, when's the last time we've talked about back-to-back losses in, in Ohio State history? Uh, doesn't happen much, but uh, how, how are we feeling? We're, we're recording this on Monday. When is the last Monday? time? Uh, yeah, we I was actually... just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> when is the last time? It's got, it's got to be. The last time's got to be. Trestle, it was a Trestle era. No. If I no, it, it was, was Urban. Track. It was Urban. Yep, Urban, Michigan State, and Clemson. Michigan yep. State. Oh, you, shit. Urban, Urban actually lost three out of four games. Three, three out of four games in a row. Because then we Virginia lost, Tech, uh, yeah, and then Virginia Tech. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's happened, and it's been more recent than you think. But it's it's rare that we're sitting here talking. Also, about you know, it. by the way, that our, that's like one of those things people do in a podcast. Are you ever listening to a podcast where you hear someone say something and you know the answer and you're yelling it to the podcast and they can't <laughs> yeah. hear you? There were just 500 people doing that to our podcast. 100. <laughs> yeah, 100. I learned that the hard way working at 11 Warriors. Like I made some oh, throwaway man. comment. Like I didn't know Bob Knight went to Ohio State and some boomer just crawled <laughs> down <laughs> my throat. Like there's like, like it's the just easiest your knowledge. The easiest way to find out information is to confidently say the wrong answer online. There's a name for that too. It's something's law. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was oh, unfortunate that the that curve is a where you theory, like but... learn a little bit and then you like assume you're an expert. Yep. And no, it's it, it's exactly what Kevin said though. Someone said if you want to get the fastest answer online, don't ask a question. Post the wrong statement first or something you think is and wrong. Somebody will correct People you. Will, someone will correct you way faster than if you were to just ask the question innocently. Shit. Well, what does it mean if I've been doing that my whole life and nobody's ever corrected me? <laughs> That's nah, called having charisma. <laughs> but but we're we're here after after a loss, and I don't know how you're feeling, but I mean, honestly, I think like personally, I am feeling the best that I could have after a loss. Yeah, that went that weirdest. All things considered, that was about as well as a loss could have gone for ryan day i feel yeah. like i mean there were there's a bomb there were some abominations like, and we'll get to that but like, yeah, we're, i'm sure i'm sure there's there's those individual things but like by and large i think that was maybe the best offensive game plan i've seen from him i mean obviously there, there's 2020 so, clemson too but that woman who saw the, the, that poster horny buckeye 42 who saw his neighbor's nipples <laughs> There was a point where <laughs> and uh, I, thought that, I thought that I thought that woman had twenty four carat nips, bro. Like, I, I, what? I was like, I need like I was about to be <laughs> Prince De Leon on the youth after this game. Yeah, the man. way they had Ryan Day fucking stepping to. Dude, bro like i truly like it started the joker thing started as a meme but then it just kept unfolding i was like you got to keep posting you know what i mean like i will completely run a bit into the ground until it is annoying to everybody else except for me and then i'm just running off the pure annoyance of my loved mm-hmm. ones and that's kind of where we hit with <laughs> brian day by the end of it but man when it started dude when it started i was about to go grab a ski mask and knock over the corner <laughs> store <laughs> he had me oh. yeah it's such a beautiful. It was such a beautiful feeling, and they they Cleveland Browns me, bro. They Cleveland Browns me because all I was all my jokes. I'm not gonna be a guy on game day that's gonna put negative energy. When game day comes, dude, I'm gonna do my responsibility. I'm gonna put on for the team. I'm gonna deny reality, and that's what we had going. But in the back of my mind, I was like, you can't have expectations. You can't have expectations because it's kind of my head. I would have assumed Georgia would have rolled on us. And I, I thought we were going to fold. And there was a time real early in the game when Georgia made a little run. And I was like, Hell, well, he, here we go. We're going to fold. And these fucking yeah, motherfuckers, well. Ryan, they brought me 
all the way back in, bro. They brought me all, thank God, live betting did not exist because there was a time in that game where I'm thinking, we're going to win. We're going to roll these guys in a rug. We're never going to hear the name Kirby Smart ever again. Fast forward, the shot on the shot on Marvin Harrison, criminal act. I'm still saying 15 years in prison sounds right for that guy. And it, we got Lieutenant Dan, bro. We got Lieutenant Dan. Like YouTube TV was yeah. acting right all night. And then fucking he calls a timeout and I, I'm neurotic. I checked Twitter and people are just going fucking ballistic about the mixed cake. I didn't even see it. Didn't even know it was coming. Was still in the fucking huddle. And I'm like, oh my God, you got to be fucking pissed. And I'm fucked. Like, I'm just pissed. I went outside and yelled, come back in, see the fucking kick. Look at my fucking clock. It's like 12.01 on the fucking dot, dude. And it just flashed. Lieutenant Dan. It was the instantaneous. We got Lieutenant Dan on New Year's Eve. I'll shut the fuck up now and listen. Long time caller or long time listener, first time. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I on. uh yeah, I mean I also <laughs> it's it sucks because like it's kind of at the end of it, I feel a lot better than I could feel, I guess. Like I know I'm usually the negative one in this podcast, and I'll say I think people are probably expecting me to come on here and be fire and brimstone today. And I have some of that. I have some of that coming, but not it's not the full mindset. Like I think it could have gone a lot worse, right? CJ Stroud. But, there are things, yeah. good things that happen. The part that you're referring to is Georgia scored 17 unanswered to end the second quarter, basically. And then mm -hmm. in about a minute and 10 seconds of game time from like the last uh, 50 seconds, of, or it's uh, what, sorry, like five minutes of game time, basically. Uh, Ohio State came back and answered with 14 points of their own from the end of the second to the start of the third. And basically they answered the bell when a team punched them in the mouth. Which they hadn't done, I guess, the Penn State game a little bit earlier this year. They did that. But that's pretty much all you can point to is when they've answered the bell. And they always do that against Penn State. Penn State always mentally full. Penn State is Ohio is like <laughs> Penn State is to Ohio State what Ohio State is to playoff teams, where Penn State always like mentally collapses against Ohio State. But not the point. Not the point. Uh, <laughs> um, James Franklin, look, God left, God bless him. <laughs> God love him. Uh, yeah, it hurts, man. I mean, I was sick to my stomach. I was watching in Argentina. As you guys know, I'm in Argentina. I was at a New Year's Eve party where I spent the entire like first quarter. Cause I wasn't trying to watch the whole time. I was, I, my friends there don't give a fuck about American football. So I'm not trying to torture them with my Buckeye brain the whole night. So I'm like watching on my phone in the corner, but I spent the whole first quarter explaining the rules of football to people who mostly only watch like soccer and rugby. So that was like a fun experience, I guess. And then, and then they saw me at the end, just like losing my mind on the final drive. And uh, one guy was asked like why they stopped throwing the ball. And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's how you know. That's, how you know. that's, what, that's what killed me, bro. He talked all this talk about being aggressive. And for the most part he was. And then when the chips came down, the Mario magic he mushroom did. ran out and he turtled it 50 yard I, field goal for all. Dude, dude, they hung no, they hung no out to dry. Dude. Anybody mad? I've gone back and forth on this. I've gone out. back and forth. I've gone back and forth on this because like, he did throw the ball twice in that series, right? He threw yeah, it on second yeah. and third down. But then he also said, I believe in his postgame comments, I forget one of, which were one of the reporters got this comment from, said he was just trying to take a few yards off the field goal. So he he did throw it twice, but he also publicly admitted they pretty much were comfortable with the range they were at and were trying to like be conservative. Yeah, so, and, and my, my thing is like, I I think that, because because Noah Ruggles drilled a 45-yarder too like, yeah, earlier in but the it's, game. It, and so, it's like, so I, no, 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 I, 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 to, I totally get it. Like, they were within range. And so, like, what, what bothers me is it was a first down run. And like, I could see if like you go first down, pass it, second down, pass it, 
And then you're sitting at a third and 10 and you're like, let's just try to get something to set up this field goal. Yeah. And get the clock down. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. makes sense to me. And it would have made way more sense to me. It was the fact that it was a first down run. And maybe he was trying to catch him off guard. Like, like I said, like I was mad about this right after the game, but it's not one of those things where like, like if that works and they're prepared for run and they're back in like dime something or something like that. And like, you know, Xavier breaks loose for like 15 yards or something like that. Ryan day looks like a genius. And so yeah. that's, that's not one of those things where I'm, I'm like, and that's his MO. That's his MO, the yeah. genius I, dumbass line. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so, so it's like, I'm, I'm not fretting about that too much. At, at the end of the day, the larger issue is that uh, the defense had like two chances to end the game on two separate drives. Like oh. there's no way that Georgia should have come back in that game based on, yeah. you know, no, the, the way I mean, they were outscored 18 to three in the, what, what is it? It was 18 to three in the, uh, the fourth quarter in this fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? Like, it, and, and look like, should the, should the defensive play a lot better? Obviously. Yes. We've been saying that for fucking how many years in a row now, though. It's yeah. just, it's just so frustrating. The defense is its own thing, but also the offense, like after that touchdown to open this, open the second half from the, from the 10 37 mark of the third quarter, the last 25 and a half minutes, they didn't score more than three points. And they yeah. had, they had a yeah. punt, a field goal, think, a punt. Or they once, points, them, once Marvin, once Marvin, once Marvin went out of the hill. Well, Cause, cause, cause that's the thing but, too, is like, like I, I, I hear you, I hear you, but at the same time, like I got to kind of own this because the entire time I've been talking about how you need to force the ball to Marvin Harrison to be able to set up counters off of it and open up the rest of the field. And damn, that's the exact thing that they did the entire rest of the game. Yeah. And so you saw it. It was like five straight passes to Marvin Harrison. And then all of a sudden the middle of the field started to open up to Julian Fleming and Emeka and like, yeah. you know, the offense opened up a ton is, and what happens is as soon as you build your offense around somebody, and then that person isn't in the field anymore, you had an entire quarter where you had to figure out how to do offense again. And so like, yeah, on, on, the, on that last drive to CJ Stroud's credit, the only thing that was open was him running. It, that was it. That was all that was open. And he did it. He like, he pulled it out of his ass and he like got them downfield with his legs. Um, You know, he, he, I mean, he made, he had a couple like sweet runs in, in that second half. Can people and, that were just like, Oh, well, CJ, I was told CJ Stroud can't run. Well, if he was doing that regularly, we never would have critiqued him in the first place. Right. Sorry. Kevin, yeah. keep continue. <laughs> no, but, but um, that's, that's my thing is like, I totally understand the, like, you got to be able to compete no matter what, but like, I have to own that because I was calling for them to set up yeah. counters off of their best player. And then when their best player isn't on the field, oh no, their offense doesn't work anymore. And that, yeah, that's how normal offense functions. The, like that was clear, such a cheap shot, bro. And I'm so mad. I know Ryan Day probably came down on him before the huddle and said, you know, know that she's shot. But brother, you take what's 15 yards to a goblin? <laughs> <laughs> i'm chewing i'm chewing your quarterback's acl off because you did that to my boy and he knew exactly yeah. what he did like ah, oh. oh. it sucks man i mean it sucks it took it off the it was board right too. It's, the it's, scoop and score it's right there with the scoop and score because even if you even if it get the overturn it was just a, a brutal because even if he goes out of the game they get the new set of downs they score that they get another touchdown they probably still win the game without him yep. now can we beat TCU yeah. without him? True. But I also – is that university? Well, he, he, he was No, he would have played. He would have played, played against TCU. Yeah. He was trying to play come back in that game. He said he was fine. Is that university – I am I am glad, like – because he he was out. I, like, is that – He was, was definitely unconscious. Uh, yeah, I believe, that, I believe it's like, – I'm glad – There's we, no I'm NFL system. From him. I'm glad we took his helmet from him then. 
Because yeah. a lot of teams, pro- even though it's, it probably it's, cost us their game, because he yeah sure. he would have played. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, bad it's a good thing. for sure. If somebody gets gets KO'd on the sideline for you to just hand him back his helmet and tell tell him to go back in, like he was clearly concussed. It's, like maybe not clearly yeah. concussed. He concluded he clearly was knocked out. So I don't know. I, I yeah, don't... I mean it's it's tough. It's frustrating, obviously, and I'm I'm happy they did the right thing with his health. But like I said, I want to say is though, again, I promise I'm not going to be over the critical this episode. I, I really am pretty happy with how they played. But it is one of the things we talk about and have talked about of like, there's just a lot of little things that I think Ryan Day does wrong as a program manager and nothing he could do about Marvin Harrison getting hurt. But the fact that when you have blowout games all season and you don't put your backups in to get them experience and reps, mm. the fact yeah. there are no receivers after Xavier Johnson, Emeka Ibuka and Julian Fleming, who all basically have the same skill set, who had mm. any reps this season. Yeah, that's yeah, what once, it hurts. Like, they, I, you, you I, can't like, I like a Mecca, but he's not when they, when he was the number one, like number one guy out there with Fleming at the number two and the totem pole is just all out yeah, of Because he, al- he already <laughs> was not really the number, like he, he like his role in a, in a pr- perfect world was going to be to be the slot guy this season. Yeah. And like he was never that. supposed and to be I, an outside I, I would, receiver. I that. Yeah. Right, let alone number one outside receiver. Yeah. It's a whole different situation. But yeah, I mean, look, it, it's always going to be hard when you lose a player like that. But especially when you don't have any guys that have any real experience behind them or any real reps behind them, it so, hurts worse. And and when you have then like and I mean when Kate Stover gets hurt yep. when he, from fucking back spasms. By yep. the way, you're come on, dude. Come on. I'm sorry. I like, hey, can I all right. When so when I was a kid, my dad used to like he'd be like, Oh, my fucking back, my fucking back. And I'd be like, get up, pussy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh man, brother, I've had it like I don't get him regularly by any means, but I have had a back spasm just from like drinking for an eight week straight or whatever it's crippling it is crippled like if your lower back goes yeah but but i don't but, know if you've ever why? had it because you're the like, question... a diff, like a deadlifter so you probably don't have lower back but like if you have like it is you ain't doing shit brother well <laughs> well here's the thing i mean i've had some lower back injuries from lifting when i before i was lifting stupid when i was younger but like here's the thing is if you're lifting, I mean, like, I hate to keep fucking putting the blame on one guy here, but how many soft tissue fucking injuries are we going to have to a bunch of healthy 22 year olds? Like, yeah. if you have if you have well trained lower back muscles, why are you having fucking back spasms in the first quarter of a game like that? Uh, I mean, Brian, Brian, Day, just, Brian Day is not getting fired, obviously. So there's I know he's not point yeah. talking about it. I mean, maybe he takes an NFL job, but there is still things he can do there is a report card that can make me feel a lot better about next year parker fleming out the door that's number one i mean that's just the <laughs> easiest baseline one plus one i mean we have 12 guys you're he's a full-time you're, you have one job brother you have the one and also job. And again also again on the recruiting trail you can't again. even bring teenagers to ohio state but not even that dude like not even that kirby nights it's easy kirby money. smart <laughs> Kirby Smart could see it too. They, I mean, they called yeah, the yeah. timeout. It was again. Michigan yeah. said that that formation was saw. They don't. Michigan said they didn't know how they missed it their game because that was something they all immediately saw during like the formation. So obvious. Like if you're you're full Michigan did, guy, right, but Michigan can't can't get a fake. Michigan because yeah, he's caught in the but, heat of in the heat of battle in the heat Kirby of battle and the Kirby didn't the fucking Kirby. Yeah. He, no, was, he, was like, about, that's, that's, he was he was about he was real close to his pine box. That's Ryan. That's the point. Point though is like if. If you can just look at the formation and be like, oh, this is a fake, then it's not a good fake. Like you yeah. can say, like, oh, it would have worked, but like the coach took one look at it and said, Oh, this is a fake. I'm gonna call a timeout. 
And so like, that's, yeah. that's not a fake. Like, I've said it, I've said it before, bro. When I'm sitting on my couch, I was used to be drunk. When I'm sitting on my couch and being like, it's a fake, it's a fake, it's a fake. Like, it's a what fake, do you think yeah. actual ball knowers are looking at? <laughs> right. And it's almost like, it's almost like he feels the pressure to finally call and succeed on a fake punt because he employs Parker. He should have faked it. It's, he should have yeah. came out and faked it again. He should have came that out with been a completely funny. No, no, that should have been that would no, have been the true he has Joker. The best, you he, had he, the second one. Yeah. You have the second one. You show the obvious. No. Thing, you get him baited, <laughs> and then you have the second trap door. That's Joker. No, joke. no, no. Just like the answer in the Michigan combo. game. The answer is you have the number one offense in America. See, you should figure out how to get a yard with your number yeah. one offense in America. Well, the, yeah. the, the the thing for me is like in against Michigan, it was like near the middle of the field. I think it was even in plus territory. Like it was in Michigan territory. This one, yeah, I think like it was like deep in Ohio state territory. So like maybe not deep, but it was like at the Ohio state 35 or something like that. Like I get not wanting to go for it there, but like the fake punt was pretty fun there. Um, but yeah, it, it, by, by and large, I totally agree with you, but I think, I think what you were saying too, with, with the Cade Stover thing that infuriates me even more than Marvin Harrison, because Cade Stover is an average tight end, like an average tight end. Marvin Harrison Jr. Like you can say like, oh, these other guys need to be getting reps all season. Yeah, but like they're not going to replace Marvin Harrison Jr. Like that's the best running or that's the best wide receiver. In the right. Country. Like like that's going to hurt either way. But there is no reason why there isn't somebody on the roster who could be above replacement for Cade Stover. Yeah, you know, he's, like, he is the Mendoza line of tight ends. Yeah. Yes. Ryan, so like, <laughs> Ryan so, did you so see Ryan, the comment from Joe Duter during the game? No, <laughs> but Kevin, finish it. Yeah, oh, he, uh, got, he goes, it's it's amazing what 30% of Kevin Wilson gets you. <laughs> or 30%, 30% less Kevin, Kevin Wilson. Wilson gets you. Yeah, that was a good comment. That was, that was a that is, that is, that is really funny. <laughs> but, um, but I just, my, my thing is like Ryan Day, even after the game, even more than Marvin Harrison, he was saying like, oh, the number of formations and like plays that we just couldn't run because Cade Stover wasn't in the game. Like that was pretty much a direct quote was like, there were just so many personnel packages and personnel groupings that we couldn't do because Cade Stover was out of the game. It's like, yeah, man, that's your practice. Like, like how, how, (laughs) like that Cade Stover being taken out of the game should not ruin your gameplay. And then like, like do, to be do clear, they practice? Like are, right. are there practices? And if, if that's if that's true, <laughs> if Cade Stover is one of the most important players on your on your team on your team, that just speaks volumes about what Kevin Wilson did to this team for like as long as he's been here. If like if four or five years of Kevin Wilson recruiting Fuck. tight ends makes you Cade Stover, a guy who he didn't even recruit and played defense when he came to Ohio State, if that is like the crucial part and like the reason why you lost a national championship is because that guy got hurt. Like, come on, man. I don't know. Like, and how many national championship games has had that loser lost now? Or just oh, play oh, big he, game playoffs. He was he was 0 and six in his career before this season. Now I guess now if you got the playoffs, it's a uh, if you got playoff losses at Ohio State, he's now he's now one and nine. Jesus. Amazing. Amazing. Or I guess so uh no, one of those was Alabama. So I guess he's one and eight. So uh, yeah, Kevin Wilson is the loser of. I'm, I'm glad he's gone. He did take uh, Macarary with. Him. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, I did not. He, was an, was an off analyst for Ohio State this season. Former AFCA Coach of the Year, who uh, should have been one of our secondary coaches this year. If you were asking yeah. me, he is now going to be is, the DC the for. Uh, yeah, he's a really yeah. good coach. Yeah, he's he now going to go be Kevin Wilson's DC at Tulsa. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> not gonna I do a full that. bitch about that i, 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 yeah, I, am, but... I, I am optimistic about day admit like it, it, nothing's official yet but yeah. uh, he's at least thinking about giving up play calling duty 
Yeah, I think that. I don't know if you saw that. Probably go a long way too. I don't know if you. I did see that. Kirk just casually mentioned like, "Oh, I was talking with Ryan Day, and he says he's given up play calling duties next year." It's like, brother, like, yeah, he 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 then he walked it back a little bit. I believe this morning I saw he was doing another one where where he said (laughs) he said it's not that he didn't say it as he said it again, but not as definitively. Where he said Ryan is leaning towards giving up play calling or something to that effect. But if it's already out there, he has to know it's happening. If he's thinking about it, like that's at least a good sign. My my thing is we're we're gonna get more, much more into this in the premium pod, but like I'm fascinated to yeah. see if that play caller is Brian Hartline slash Justin Fry or if they actually make a hire and do something like because I mean oh, they could easily uh, they could easily I don't know there's there's plenty of guys who could be fired <laughs> and bring in somebody else. I, to I have a dark horse that, theory. But... I have a dark horse theory that I'll get into the premium pod that I think it's gonna be neither of those options. Uh it's been haunting my brain since I saw this news earlier today about about what uh, Herb Street said, and I'll, this is a teaser for the premium pod. I'll save it for there because I, I it's it's gonna if it happens it'll ruin my year. But Zach Smith, <laughs> Zach Smith, <laughs> no, coming home. <laughs> we'll get into it later, but well, I got to go um, see what the Oracle's saying about this one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I mean, in this game, I mean, like, fuck, dude, we have a little bit. I mean. Is there any, anything else in offense? I guess. Oh, Maya Williams was still hurt. That's cool. Maya Williams still yeah. unhealth, was still wasn't healthy. Yeah, that was uh, that was insane. She did the rehab staff doing awesome. And, but uh, but <laughs> I, I do I do appreciate I do appreciate that when Ohio State just didn't have a running back, they're just like, fuck it, we're not throwing the ball. Like like you yeah. know, like they just they just decided not to. And and like Mayan came in and he got i mean he had like three carries and all three three carries yeah and went for it went for a first down or a touchdown like that was his job like you're gonna run straight (laughs) and you're not gonna stop and he did it so like that's fine but um, yeah yeah, i mean i mean uh yeah most i mean it was was, the carries in order it was cj stroud dallin hayden xavier johnson in order of carries uh yeah if you would have that score if you if you would have told me a week one of the season that was the that was the uh the box score for the final game of the year i would have thought we were playing like and like the the sisters bowl or something exactly exactly that's that's what i was just about to say and then like look at the receiving core too you're like oh jsn is not in like if you would have told me that ohio he was he at the game game, he was he was with he was behind ryan day almost okay okay Mm. Mm. i was gonna say he looked pretty good too (laughs) Also, this, I, yeah, this, this I don't know. They, they had that too. little Vietnam veteran, that little Lad McConkey Vietnam veteran walking off shrapnel in his knee, like after scoring touchdowns. I'm like, ah, oh, dog, like, you know what I mean? Like, there needs to be WWE tag rules. Like, once Marvin Harrison went down, it's like, you know, you didn't have nothing in you, dog. Like, <laughs> like there wasn't nothing. Like, we couldn't, we couldn't get one go route. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I love I love the the I, uh, dirt or the salt in the wound with oh, Georgia. It kills me. Georgia trotting out a um a, a guy who hasn't played since week two after a lower body injury, and he immediately has two catches and a touchdown. It's like, oh. bro, like come on, man, like. And then they're just flashing to Ryan Day with JSN in the background clapping. Yeah, I mean, I know it's about securing contracts and stuff, but I just I get talking to like I just turn into such a so crotchy so quick because I'm like, bro, like how could like I could just never I would have to be dead, you know, but I've never been on the cusp of signing that much money. But it's like, goddamn, we're in the insurance insurance capital of the world, you know, nationwide. They didn't want a piece. (laughs) Oh, that little, you know, JSN insurance contract. Yeah, if, like, if you get injured in this NIL game, give you $3 million. Right? They've, they've done it before. I mean, they, uh, yeah. who was it? Jalen Smith, I think, from Notre 
Dame had the, the example he, had that he got big, injured and he got he a pretty you know, policy. But still. And he turned out okay. But it's like, man, I don't know. But that, they responded. They went toe-to-toe. And, yeah. uh, and that second quarter run game. that Ryan was talking about, I, I think I, I think, was starting to look around. <laughs> I think the, the the valid criticism is like, there are there are a thousand excuses you can come up with in this game. Like very valid excuses, like Marvin Harrison going down. Um, I don't know. There's there's just a ton of stuff that that could easily that you can easily put uh, an excuse to. But like it's kind of the Chris Holtman syndrome. And I've told I know Ryan's talked about this a good bit. It's like there's a billion excuses that you can make, but at the end of the day, when you just like take a step back and look at the like the aggregate of what happened, it's like at some point you just gotta win. You know, like yeah. Like, that's how you know. judge. Yeah. So like, like <laughs> you don't then, go to the Woody. This... There aren't like, oh, we almost won this game. I had an epic yep. loss chamber at the Woody. Right. <laughs> and so like in a vacuum, like I, I probably would be pretty happy about this game. And like I'm honestly like not that mad. Like it was a good game. They played really well. They had a chance to win down down at the end. Bounced back but they didn't, really well. Yeah. Like, but they didn't. And so there like, was there was yeah. no improvement at the end of the day. We are right back to where we were last year. I mean, vegan grandpa, I'll give it Ronnie Hickman was they might as well just had a, a bullard out there yeah. at some did point. You see, uh, did you guys see Austin it. Ward's notebook too? No. No. Uh, that Ronnie Hickman after the game, I have no clue what could have possibly caused this. There's no details about what he said, but that he was basically hurling profanities to the media in the locker room after the game. And it was like uh, <laughs> Ronnie Hickman was pissed at the press for some reason and blaming them for God knows what. He, what a total uh, fucking loser. Sorry to say. Yeah. I mean, he's a complete that's he look people were lashing out that's a child lashing out at yeah he knew he got look he cost himself millions of dollars he he had a terrible final two games to his career at ohio state after declaring his fucking draft intentions before the fucking michigan game who does that no i can't think i can't think of a bigger disappointment on the defense like if you just if you just want to like to distill yeah like the problem ransom sucked too you know what i mean and even if he was good like is that a guy you want in a foxhole that's like going like cussing out Austin Ward? <laughs> yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I brother, I brother, we got a lot bigger fish to fry <laughs> than the Roosters crew. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, I mean overall that defense and its two biggest games of the season, uh, it gave up eighty seven the final two games season eighty seven combined points and one thousand sixty three combined yards. If you if you uh, took off Georgia and just made it like a blind. That's you know that soccer study where they took like a Polish team and uh and a African team and they made them like simulators and then they had everybody rate them and then they actually like yeah. played the fight and they were like oh the Dutch teams like more athletic and then they put the blacks like and the whites on the screen and then everybody's like oh <laughs> yeah, you know, the yeah Africans are more athletic like that's, funny. that's what that's what it is with Hickman like even if he were like an elite athlete, which he's not like, he doesn't, he obviously just does. That's not a guy you want in the back of your defense. <laughs> well, the, the problem is they, then, the, I mean, like I've gone, okay. I've got a lot of opinions on this because there, there are legitimate complaints to be made about the signing classes they had over 2019 and 2020 uh, that weren't good. They just flatly were not good enough. Right. The Jeff Halfley classes, basically the Tabor Johnson classes, those weren't good enough and they don't have enough top hundred players. But now next year, they do. They have, I believe, 13 top 100 players in the defensive roster. Uh, you have a young five star didn't touch the field this season at safety. You have, I mean, like you have guys that should be yep. playing that 
there is no excuse next year to not have this fixed. And if, 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 if Ryan day was wrong on another coordinator again, like what the fuck are we doing here? Like, like, yeah. like I, I understand, I understand he was a popular pick, but you and I and, and Kevin and, you know, and, and Patrick, and, and we don't make the hires. Bill Anderson don't make the hires. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I wish he did. Right. I, wish, I wish the man with no takes or no bad takes. I wish he did. No, <laughs> it was, right. it's Ryan day. Yeah. Go ahead. You're, you're absolutely right. And I, I think, I think for me, like I've seen a lot of people that are just like hopping out on the, the fire Jim Knowles train. And it's like, brother, like, I don't know what defensive scheme you think would have made, you know, Ohio state's defensive backs not fall down or something like that. Like to me, this and Michigan, like you can, you can criticize mm-hmm. like him going cover zero against Michigan and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, it's like these players just aren't making plays. And so like, there's no coordinator. It's both. I think it's truly both. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I, I I think for the most part, you're right. You're, I'm not trying to, dis- I'm not trying to disagree with you. Yeah. Like there's I just, no difference. I, just, well, here's I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that, I don't no know a coordinator. I don't know a coordinator that you could pop in there with these players that would have magically just like had a better performance than that. Well, look, I, I, I hear what you're saying in a vacuum, but like, how does Ryan Walter show up at Illinois and have a top three defense in two years with, with like three nothing but three star and two star players? Yeah. And Jim Knowles, you know, because he only has you know six top 100 players and not 12, he can't possibly have a top you know, 10 defense play well in big moments. Like, I don't know. I, I hear what you're he, saying. He did ask time for too, it. He, did, he And he asked he, for it. He asked, he asked for, for it. it. Top yeah. 10 wasn't good enough. It was top five. And at the same time, that's the, that's the, that's a good point, DJ. In general, too, everything we're bitching about with the head coach, defensive coordinator, with the, all these things are the standards they set for themselves publicly. Like, mm-hmm. we are judging them by the things they say in the media <laughs> that they should be held to account for themselves. Right. And, like, that's what we're doing. And... But the other thing too, is that like with his scheme, the idea is you do expect some coverage breakdowns, right? Big plays will happen. But the idea of what he's supposed to be doing is in exchange for having those big plays happen. Sometimes you're also supposed to get pressure consistently. And that pressure never fucking gets home in these big games. They had two sacks against Stetson Bennett. Like, yeah, if you're not getting home with the pressure and you're giving the big plays, what is the point of what you're doing? Just fucking drop guys in coverage. Right. If, if, if you're not going to get home anyway, what is the dip? Like, you know, like, like what, am, what are we losing? So that's what frustrates me is like, we're getting the worst of both worlds with his defense, I think at times in, in these big games. And yeah, and maybe it's just a coincidence and sorry if it is, that sucks for him, but Hey brother, it can't be just a fucking coincidence. The two biggest games of the year. Cause you letting those bombs throw those jackpot balls. Like yeah. the bears and the McCarthy, it's such like a confidence builder, bro. Like, uh, 39 to six in the fourth quarter of the last two games. They got outscored. Yep. No, I mean, Kevin Stefanski, bro. They're the same. They're the same person. They're the same person. And it just sucks. It's like, it's just like being a Browns fan. Cause it, by the end, when there were so many unfortunate events and we just got delivered to that moment where it's just like, you kind of, you're just like that creeping feeling of, well, here it go. Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> buckle up there's about to be some turbulence and no, they, they had me though good. like even even no, like, they're, I, they're, they're lining up I, for that field goal and i i, I was thought Ruggles was gonna drill it. froggy i was that you think i'm at you think i'm froggy on twitter oh you should see what i'd be texting my friends yeah no dj is uh, text man no but like i i, I thought noah ruggles was gonna drill it i did you know like i, I really did oh no i i didn't i didn't bro no, i, I, I 
50 fucking yarder, a 50 fucking yarder in a playoff game after a game like that. That never, what was, did you see Draymond Jones? He said, Draymond Jones said, bro, that kick, bro, kick that like his controller died. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. it was a terrible got, It was. <laughs> it was so funny because I just love when stuff like that happens because the funniest thing is I just have to remember that's exact. If you put me in that situation, that's exactly <laughs> what that game would look like. <laughs> Dude, if they gave, like, if, if someone gave you, if someone gave you an offer of so, you could 50 yards is so it's far. so far. So Listen, if, if, far. If if someone come up to you, if Elon Musk walked up to you and said, You can either have one bill, you can have one billion dollars, and I will give you one thousand tries to make a 50 yard kick. Could you do uh, it? No. See, I, I, can, I, can I, I space them out or I just have to like I mean, yeah. If I if there's practice and it's a dome. A thousand tries, and I get, and I can just sit there and work consistently for oh. ten hours a day. I think for by the long? thousandth time, I can, you know, I bike. I could, I might be able to swing one, but <laughs> if it's, if it's a, you know, if it's a, here's ten dollars to go walk into arena of fifty thousand people or however big it is with, you know, the whole Buckeye cinematic universe <laughs> from people like me <laughs> all the way down to Kyle Lamb watching you saying all right big head like you wanted the scholarship like go out and bid the money it would have looked <laughs> is kyle lamb still on twitter i should i, I don't is. probably he is probably. he is when, he, he i'm not gonna lie. i saw that headline it was like desantis advisor <laughs> arrested <laughs> on you know sexual trafficking charges and i thought kyle lamb's day had fine or kyle lamb's day had finally come but yeah. yeah, that's why I can't kill Noah for that. Like anybody going after after like Noah personally, I he, that dude's gonna remember that for the rest of his life, dude. He's gonna wake up in cold sweats thinking about that. Oh yeah, you, wanna, you, you guys, yeah, you guys I mean see the most the most Kyle Lamb tweet possible. I just scrolled down 16 minutes ago. I'm just gonna read this first tweet. Wow, <laughs> I just I, I was reading his I was reading his timeline as you were too. God, <laughs> it's damn. so funny. It says, "quote He led with his shoulder." Many college football fans quipped about an argument about potential targeting. This thread exposes why people saying people saying that don't understand the targeting rules in college football. Mm -hmm. To be fair, I don't think the officials apply it evenly either. And it looks like it's like. 15 tweets or something like that but anyway yeah. that's the most kyle yeah. lamb response to this game I, possible yeah. this thread oh, will yeah. tell you blank yeah like this thread exposes the big media's lies I, it was a hit like yeah it was by textbook it was not it was not targeting but the dude was defenseless and he went unconscious and it was ruled a targeting on the field and it went to commercial break <laughs> And One then suddenly the it's commercial, not. and then we come back, and then I, you know, I, you find out on, on beat writers when you saw commercials, beat writers are already tweeting about it. Yeah. So it was just such the brute. It was just such a, and then we kicked it. We kicked it, and the the ref apparently the referees mm. told Ryan Day after the game that he did not hit Marvin Harrison Jr.'s head, which like if that's your determination after watching that. I don't know what to tell ref, ref should ref should have to give a fucking press conference too. Like this ain't 19, yeah. fucking, this ain't 1950 anymore. Yeah. I, you know I mean, what I mean? I don't know. They should have, they're getting paid. They're getting compensated. The least they can do is get up there and answer. Will you talk about the call from Bill Rabinowitz? That's the yeah. least they can do. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, 
mean, they're already all, getting all doxxed all. by Michigan fans. <laughs> all, all in all, it's like, that is pretty funny. That is pretty funny if there was an Ohio State grad doing the Michigan. Oh game. yeah, I mean, that's co- like yeah. and you, I mean, you gotta pretty, admit. I, was like, I'm, I don't think I'm, it had any impact, but that's pretty uh, funny. Yeah. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna like because uh, I, I made a tweet. I saw it and I was like, I'm about to activate Agent 420, and then they just gave up an 80 yard gash up the middle. And it's so <laughs> funny because it's like that Tennessee radio host. The Clemson guy, like I know, like I don't know his name. I know he was a Tennessee sports radio host in his spare time. And there is a part of me, I could pass a lie detector, honestly believing that that was, there was an SEC conspiracy that night. Like that's something I could delude myself into very easily if the stakes were right. And I would be the same way. Like if you're ever talking about it's what's so funny is they were looking at that before the game. And it is funny because just knowing Ohio state, I mean, I don't know too many people that, went to Ohio state and didn't have like some sort of takes about, but he could have been some nerd. There were some people that went to Ohio state and like, just as a personality, were like, Oh, I don't like the sports ball. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that, and that guy ended up as a ref. It's possible. It's possible. Right. Yeah. It's possible. But yeah, I I guarantee you there's some, there's some college photos of him and some Buckeye gear. (laughs) Oh yeah. I hope they find him. I hope someone already, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Jeff Snook is on it. And I hope he threw the game. Like, cause I've always said like, it's funny how there's been all these fixture scandals in American sports and basically we are in European sports, but basically we have like Pete Rose and Tim Donaghy and that, uh, Andre Hopkins. Speaking of, did you see, did you see Pete uh, on the first? Did you see what, what that, the deal with him was? No. Pete Rose pay, placed the first Lamb oh, yes. legal sports bet uh, in, in the state of Ohio. Oh, he, wow, he placed the bet funny. on the Reds to win the World Series. Yeah, they had him. Uh, they had him as like, well, he might as well, <laughs> might as well lay that money on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't a ton of cash, but uh, yeah, pretty pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, true, a, that's pretty funny, bro. And it's so funny, like, cause oh, and then because I was like, I lost. I put I. I put a hundred on the money line and then I was like, I'm going to, I got my free 100 on the bet, put it against the Browns. I bet against the Browns only second time I've ever done that. And of course the Browns win. <laughs> and so now the floodgates are open sport dude. Sports betting is, it's a good thing. The Buckeyes ended. It's a good time that, that people have some time to take some losses before the bucks take the field. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, some people will just uh, kind of get this, get it out of their system before before Ohio State. They, they'll lose it all on the Browns and Bengals before yeah. Ohio State gets it out Because you see how I get, bro. Like when the time comes, I can't go against my team, and like I'm gonna be talking shit about Ryan Day. I'm gonna be bullying this nerd all summer, and by about mid August, <laughs> I'm gonna be like. A thousand dollars, Buckeyes, Buckeyes minus six and a half, and in, in, in South Bend. Are you kidding me? One thing, one thing I want to make sure we hit on too. That game, that was CJ Stroud's best game, wasn't it? Yeah, like he by answered. Far. I I made the the God probably, and that dude that was. I mean, there was. I'm sure the NFL scouts will still have doubts for him. And he said before, he said after the game, uh, the Michigan game, he said twice. You know that one game doesn't define him. To me, that game defines him. Like he, he could have folded, like he could have, like, dude, he came to play and that was on, like, that was one of the best quarterback performances. I, you know, it's right up there with fields in the game, you know, that they yeah. lost against Clemson. Like yeah. it's, he deserved to win. And he, I, he, I, 
he is right there with one of the one of the most talented. I would still put Fields above him, but he has enshrined himself as one of the most talented to ever do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think for I, me, I, yeah. I'm, you go. You can go. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I don't think. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. My bad. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, for me, the biggest the biggest thing was like when push comes to shove, could he make a play? Like, would he be the guy that went out and made a play? And I think in the fourth quarter when he was using his legs, when he was, I mean, he was doing everything he could to make a play and he did it. And I don't know. I just, I think that's what we all wanted to see. And, and that's what he did. Yeah. Mine was yeah, probably Mike Vick. Oh, that's what I was screaming. White Mike Vick. There he goes. There, mama, there goes that man. White Mike Vick. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was more of just like pedantically looking up his best games to see. Uh, I did forget that he had, he was in the Michigan State game last year. He was 32 of 35 for 432 and six touchdowns. Uh, uh, could yeah. you imagine if he if, if he had Mar- marvelous Marv and JSN? Man, yeah, man. I mean, that's yeah, man. that's that. If if he had both of them for this game, like I don't know. That's that's like at the <sighs> end of all of this. If you if you would have told me before the game that Ohio State would be playing Georgia without Mayan Williams, without Tra- mostly Mayan Williams, without Travion Henderson, without JSN, and without Marvin Harrison Jr. I would have been like, oh, well, I mean, they're going to lose by 40. Like, you know, like yeah. I, I wanted to give them yeah. a shot in hell. And so the fact that it was, yeah. the, and, and they punched back at the end too. Like they still had a chance in the fourth quarter to win. He still engineered that drive. Like he put him in field goal range and like, whether it was a 50 yard field goal or not, like, I don't know. That was, it was, it was a hell of a drive and, they he, he put them in position to win they didn't do it but yeah i mean i, I feel bad cj did play great and i like you said i give him a lot of heat too it and this is this is a harsh thing to say this game was in no way his fault but at the end of the day i still can't put him in the list of those other buckeye quarterbacks we're talking about because even if he got close he didn't do it when it counted right he, like even if it wasn't the games weren't his yeah. fault they still didn't win them like yeah but i mean not how I not having your top two when the chips are down and to still hit the run and to get them down there with he no was time all, yeah left, yeah I, I mean short of turning turning into Jesus Christ <laughs> you know I'm not not much more he could have done I'm not, not saying it's on him and, and it's not I'm I'm not saying it's on him I'm just saying that like yeah yeah I, you, I do yeah. I'm not, yeah yeah I do think it's funny um, that it's, like the the two quarterbacks who are by far the best quarterbacks in the country this year like by far is CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and both of them are going to end their careers not winning shit. Like yep. Bryce Bryce Young didn't make the playoffs this year. CJ Stroud uh, didn't make the playoffs last year. And Don't sleep and, on the Sugar Bowl now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean no but they, they both they both won a, a, a yeah. bowl game too. Yeah. Cuz CJ Stroud had that yeah, they, they looked awesome in the meeting this bowl game. Yeah. yeah. Like they they, <laughs> they, they like 500 yards that rose. Yeah, pretty much. It's true. It's crazy. If you were to meet Ohio State, Alabama, with the best quarterbacks in the country, another one went to damn thing for two years in a row. That's fucking crazy. That's 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 nuts. Uh, I guess Bryce got a playoff win. That's something. Yeah, I, nice I mean that's and that's that's a tough thing to swallow about the day era. You know, we we had Justin Fields and we got Stroud, and now we have you know jack shit to show for it. Jack, shit. we don't even yeah. have a, we don't even have a Big Ten championship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. Man, we it's used to have we used to have Bob Hope, Steve Jobs, and Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, 
No, look, I mean, it's that's the thing. I keep coming back to it. I'm not trying to be angry this podcast. We'll have plenty of time for that in the offseason. But, the, I mean, it's just the the whole Ohio State athletic department right now, the fucking, especially Ryan Day and Chris Holman, I'm not, I don't really care about any other coaches. I'm just talking out of my ass. But it is a bunch of close but no cigar losers. They are guys who who ha- are great people, allegedly, or whatever, and put together awesome teams that do really well in the regular season and then just don't deliver when it comes to the biggest moments. And I know they played well yesterday. I know it's awesome. They went punch for punch with Georgia, but that's the expectation. that When you have the same talent level as Georgia, which is what they have, they have more blue-chip players in the roster than Georgia does. That's what your job is. You're supposed to play them this way every time. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. The difference is we never fucking win them. Like, I'm not going to be happy because we got close because you're supposed to do that. That is the actually, it's crazy if you don't do that. Like that's what it comes down to for me. It just sucks. Like, I don't know. It just sucks because it's all about defensive hires and and that kind of result. And um, they just don't hire well with Ryan day, I guess they're not hiring the right assistants. They're not developing the right defensive players. They're executing well on the field. Um, They're getting close. They're not finishing it. And it's a real bummer to see. And uh, and it's not like it wasn't easy to see coming, you know. All year, Parker Fleming. How often do we bitch about him? All year, I said it's right. gonna. It's, it, he's gonna fuck us <laughs> at the worst possible yeah. time. Like this is it. It's not like it, it, shit. Like yeah, it, does Parker Fleming? Is it a make or break? Like is that the deciding factor of why we didn't win a national championship game? No. But I mean, it's but there's a, a lot of little high, it's a factors, pretty right? outsized role. You know what I mean? Yeah. He played a pre- for a special teams coach. He played a pretty damn big role in why we're not winning, why we didn't win yeah. those games. Because if we hit either of those fucking fake punts, and we like if they hit either of them, and I'm just talking about. I mean, th- you know, the thank God there's a parable about this, right? Thank God there's a parable. No, no one straw breaks the camel's back until it does. Like yeah. it's not any one thing until it's yeah. a bunch of things until it's one of them. And yeah. you know, like there's a lot of little things that just get messed up and it's what I complain about. And I I hope that the, the, the basically that he's been bitching to Austin Ward for, so it seems like months about Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson's going to retire. It seems like Parker Fleming, like hope oh, God willing gets canned. It seems like, you know, he's going to give a play calling duties. It seems like some of these things might get fixed. I really, really hope they do because God damn, I cannot what? keep watching this. What else, like, all right, so Day's coming back unless he takes an NFL job. What else would you, what is on your list of, like, shit he has to do to make you feel about as well as you can going into next season? I'll tell you the first thing he has to do. He needs to start wearing home field apparel on the sidelines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need his ass and Dude, home and field these apparel. Are, these are effective too. These are effective. There's no build up. You don't know. If even I'm surprised, bro. We just hit the viewers with a, a sack. On the That's engagement. You can't. You can't get home field. We, our price is going up because we're masters at this stuff. The bait and yeah. switch. <laughs> he needs to get his ass to homefieldapparel.com and use the code immediate midfield 50% off his first order to get the best vintage collegiate apparel in America. That's what Ryan Day needs to do. Um, it is on his number one, his agenda. Uh, besides that, I mean, I think there are some needed staff changes. We had a few questions about this on our message board, which you can subscribe to at midfield.com. Uh, and we are going to, I think, address the staff changes in our premium podcast we're doing soon. But Besides that, I think the thing I want to talk about today, if you guys want to a little bit, is this play calling report because it just came out. This idea that Ryan yeah. is going to play calling. We mentioned it earlier here. There are some questions about this. Like, 
Is it Brian Hartline? Is it Justin Fry? Is it somebody else? I know I was giving a teaser for the premium, but I'll, I'll just say it here. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I am beginning to think part of my head is that he is going to promote Corey Dennis to play caller. I was wondering because oh, get the fuck out. <laughs> I know, I know it, but listen, there, it'll be a co OC title thing with some, with maybe he'll be fucking every one of the staff's co OC because who cares? But, but God, you're right. He's, he's the guy in the booth. He's talking to the quarterbacks. He basically does everything Ryan does for him anyway, too. He's like Ryan day's little personal like gremlin he can just read the sheet that ryan day has for him and pick option a b or c each play it's like it's like computer fan vote football (laughs) they're gonna have they're they're gonna plug in they're gonna ask the guys at ea sports to give them the the madden system and he's gonna have the ask madden options for 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 ryan day he's got to pick you know yeah he's got to pick x y or uh x y or a every every play and and you know and you know what (laughs) and you know what he's the perfect for just being the perfect perfect patsy so if the game's yep. ever on the fucking line that he can just butt in say hey buddy put the sticks down it's my turn and then he's not gonna <laughs> like you know what i mean it's not gonna be like uh ego thing with like it's not gonna be a thing like he can just roll over on any time because he's absolutely going to yeah, if he that, hires that would... Corey dennis he's absolutely gonna take but it's it, trust bro like you hire people to do a fucking job right so trust them to do the job. I mean, it's not like I'm a Fortune 500 CEO, but like I get along with people. <laughs> and I just don't understand bosses who hire people and then don't trust them to do the job. And if it's Corey Dennis, yeah, if the, mili- the militia, it's Corey Dennis, it's fake. Then he's not the play caller. It's, it's, yeah. it's fake that he's giving up control. Yeah. There's, no, there's not a chance. There's not a chance that it's fourth quarter of the national title game and Corey Dennis is calling plays. There's God. just not a chance. It's, it's just not going to happen. So, um, why know. wouldn't you want to delegate? Why would <laughs> why wouldn't well, the, you the, want the to funniest, do less at fucking work? <laughs> the funny the funniest part here is like that this report comes out, and I think he actually I don't I don't know when Herb Street said this. Did he say it yesterday? Did he say it earlier? And it's just it coming out. Just, I think he's, I think, I think he said it. I think he said it once yesterday and once today. Okay. Well, I think it's hilarious that it's coming out now after Ryan Day had low-key, like, his best performance of his Ohio State career as a play caller. Like, I, I think that's pretty funny. But... Um, yeah. It did still have some some negative impacts, though, right? Just, like, the, some of the game management stuff at the end, I think. Like, some of the... Yeah, probably. Like, even if it was mostly good overall, there still were those cracks showing through just and, and some I, I think, decisions at the end. I and, think the way, yeah. the way that Herb Street was talking, and by, by extension, the way that Ryan Day was talking, too, I think it's honestly even, like, less about... Um, the day of the game responsibilities and more just week to week. If Ryan Day is spending his entire week coming up with a game plan, an offensive game plan to beat a team, then is he really the head coach of the team? Can he really like right. be in charge of what's going on day to day in a room? Because that takes a lot of time and it should take a lot of time. And so, yeah. um, I, I, I think and there that- were, there were explicit comments by the way, from Berm and from Givler on two different websites that basically Ryan Day, and I can't wait there was more publicized, but like, like Ryan Day was like, feeling the wear down and not having enough time to recruit as much as he wanted to because of the play calling responsibilities for Michigan yep. and stuff like that. And it's yep. like, well, fuck dude. Like that's crazy. Like if we're missing recruits because you were taking too much time on game planning, come on. Sorry. Go there's ahead. A, there's, I mean, th- there's, there's just a reason why almost nobody does this, you know, like I yeah. understand why he wanted to do it right off the bat when there is the transition period that like all of a sudden he yeah. was the head coach and like, he didn't want to install a new offense or anything like that. But like, yeah, at some the point results like, are we're, in. We're, 
we're four or five years into this. Like, and I, to, to be fair, like if you go back and look at his original comments about him re- remaining the play caller, he did say like, ideally, I don't want to do this forever. Like he said, that. Right. he said that he doesn't want gonna to groom. do this forever. I'm going to groom. A- <laughs> yeah, he didn't say he's going to groom someone. There, there's, there's an obvious, but there's, look, there's an obvious relation too. There are, there are in the entire BCS era, there were two coaches who ever won a national championship as a play caller. And it was uh, Jim Tressel. And it was Jimbo Fisher. God, uh, Jim Tressel, either side, yeah. oh, bro, how does he get his? Uh, uh, <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> on either side of the ball, two play callers total in the BCS era, and then uh, in the college playoff, there's been zero title winners, and there's one total playoff win from a play caller, and it's Ryan Day against Clemson. Yeah. Like it, it, it just there's a reason no one else is doing it, and it's because it doesn't work. It doesn't work for Lincoln Riley. It doesn't work for Ryan Day. Lincoln Riley, I don't know if you guys saw when we're recording this, just lost to Tulane. Uh, yeah. in the cotton bowl. Uh, it's with like Caleb Williams they had a, they, and stuff too. Like they were with Caleb Williams, they had a 15, they had a, they had a 15 point lead with like two minutes left. Uh, yeah. Fuck those. Yeah. But anyway, not even the point. Uh, it, the whole thing is just like, I don't know, dude, it's, I'm hard, just it's like, hard to do. And like, and that's, that's what, that's what it comes down to when like, when I'm criticizing Ryan day as a play caller and stuff like that during the season and as a game, game day preparation guy, like, I, I believe that Ryan day is a good offensive mind and can come up with a game plan. Like he's proven it against Clemson against in Georgia against this game. If you give him time, if he has the time to do it, but I don't think it's like humanly possible for a coach to be at their best calling plays while also trying to be the head coach of a football team. Like something no. is going to suffer somewhere. And so like, again, like I've even said this before, like if he thinks he's the best play caller in the, in the country and like he can call plays like he did against Clemson, like he did against Georgia, which like that probably isn't true to be clear, but like if that's genuinely right. what he thinks, then like hand off some of the other shit to other people, you know, like you just can't take mm-hmm. all of this on. Like he's not Superman. I mean, know? I get I, it. I just, it's got to be a hell of a feeling. Yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like in retrospect, him hitting that, him beating Clemson like that. Like it might have been like I, I had a buddy who like he wanted his like one of his first parlays. He hit like some 12 team or parlay and he spent like the next year ch- chasing that fucking high until one day yep. he comes to me. He goes, man, I'm losing my ass on parlays. I'm like, brother, they built fucking buildings on the par- parlays. And he came to realize he's like, you know what? I wish I never Arch Leister said the same thing. I wish I never won that first bet. And I we I, I worry that Ryan Day has hit that first bet because that I mean, dude, knocking clips, yep. and he's an emotional guy. He showed some fire. He wanted that bad, and to just be rolling around, calling the place, being the CEO. I mean, it's got to be the closest that he a guy like you know a schlubby guy like Day is ever gonna feel like you know God. And yeah, you know, if you do it once, it, why can't you do it again? And but the results are in, brother. The results are in. We'll always have yeah, that. I mean, night that, where that we that, put Dabo. But the results are in. Yeah, and, and that's what it comes down to my mind is, right, is like C.J. Stroud having his best career game, like Ryan Day coaching the game of his life and putting up 41 points, the number one defense in the country, and, you know, finally showing some toughness in a close game, and X, Y, and Z. You know, all that and two bucks a two cup of coffee, right? Like, you didn't fucking win anything. Like, that's yeah. why I keep we, – we don't win any – we don't have right. any – we have, after four years of Ryan Day, uh, what, two Big Ten championships, one playoff win, and, and jack shit else? Like, yeah. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Like it's it's a losing record against Michigan. Like it's just like 
all this stuff is nice. And I understand what people are like, I genuinely do get the fans that think Ryan Day can still get it done. And this is probably, a, honestly, even though they lost this game, it's probably a point in their favor, right? This is probably, this game was probably a point in the favor of the Ryan Day optimist against me and my freaks and our war. Uh, and I get that, but like, at a certain point, you have to start converting these things into victories. And like, you have to achieve your goals. And if that means tr- you have to try something new at some point, it yeah. can't just keep being the same thing. It can't keep being the same. Oh, Hey, our defense collapsing against every good team. Why don't we just keep only ever using four defensive assistants, right? My offense, you know, only works during bowl games. Why don't I keep being the play caller? Right? Like, it, it's just like, there's a certain number of things you have to consider. Like, why don't you self scout? Why don't you realize what you're doing is wrong and adjust to this? And hopefully he's starting to do that. Um, it's a, it's a, it's another summer of looking in the fucking mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And not I mean, a, it's, he, it's, I, it's, it's not a summer. It's this week, dude. Like, yeah, I, I, like true. yeah, no need to, no need to piss and fucking wait around here. Like make your move, whatever your move is. We waited for a long fucking time last off season. I don't know why they always wait so long. Make your fucking move. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I think, I think even is, is, unfulfilling as it would be even if he does name Corey dennis the play caller at least that's a step in the in the right direction for me because hypothetically like he's still gonna do stuff you know like it's still gonna take something off ryan day's plate and if it <laughs> theoretically results, then... theoretically he is gonna do some stuff yeah so <laughs> so i don't know i don't know yeah. like, well, I, i'll I, tell you it, this it, much <laughs> if parker fleming goes away Corey dennis that is better buckle up because he's going to the top of the list. The malicious most wanted. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I'll, 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 I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see. I don't, I don't think yeah. it's worth getting. I'll get, hey, you're right. Before I mean, my jokes, but you're right. Every man deserves a chance. You're right on that. So, yeah, we got, and Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame in South Bend to begin the season is about as good as a game you can ask for considering our circumstances right now. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I would say we have two more questions on here. I want to get into before we, before we kind of, uh, wrap up and get out of here. Uh, one of them is from K web MD. One of our subscribers who said, uh, he asked if we could occasionally give a brief recruiting slash portal update on OSU targets and rumors. Um, basically the answer is right now is there is not any, they, <laughs> they were in on Fentrell Cypress, uh, who was a, a Virginia corner who ended up committing to Florida state. Uh, essentially there are no names currently bubbling. There is, I, I'm not being facetious when I say that we got that, Long staff from Arizona me, State. Okay. We got that long staff from Arizona wow. State, and uh, that forced out our, our current long staffer, Mason Arnold. <laughs> <That's laughs> our it. long Those are the moves. Our <laughs> <long> <laughs> 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 just secret. Check his pockets. I want his pockets searched on the way out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he better not have Kirk Carr's number. Sorry, brother. We, wait, sorry, brother. We've had some trouble with some backup snappers around here. <laughs> 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 Nothing personal. <laughs> yeah, I need. I need his phones wiped. I need, you know, I need his laptop put into a microwave, the whole nine yards. <laughs> we need the Snowden protocol. <laughs> He's the, yeah. the minute bug, like bugs in his locker. They need yeah. to like just bug. Uh, yeah. God damn, we better not hey, let any of our right, special teams players meet Glenn there Greenwald. Ain't, there ain't one dog out there. We're, we're in America, the football kingdom of the world. There ain't one dog out there. There ain't one desperado. There ain't one tough hombre that can help this football team at some fucking position. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, we're just not like, we're, we're just not like, we're just going to say, you know what? We have our guys. We don't want to offend the delicate egos in there. We're not going to go get somebody like Eli Ricks. Like Eli Ricks couldn't have helped us this fucking season. Yeah. 
If like I were to be generous, if if I were to play the devil's advocate for once in my life and be generous to Ryan Day, I would say that they're waiting to see the NFL declarations, which I believe yeah. are due on January 14th or 16th, one of those That's two true. days. And we don't know what's going uh, on behind the scenes. But at the same time, the transfer portal window is closing pretty quick. And you better not like wait too long on these guys. You better get some of these guys in the fucking door. And I don't yeah. know, man, like even if also, some guys are going or staying, there's still some positions that need filled, right? Like no matter who is coming or going, we could a use safety. a safety. Yeah. Yeah. Like period. That's you need a safety. That's it. Cause uh, unless you think court Williams is going to get finally healthy in his fifth year of, of his NFL or his college career. Yeah, or whatever. It, what you're it's... looking at, look, what you're looking at is, is ransom was, is legit good. I like ransom. I think he's good. Yeah. Hickman's he gone. has McAllister's been good. He was terrible, gone. terrible against Georgia. Yeah. But yeah. And uh, Hickman's gone. McAllister's gone. Um, Proctor will be Proctor. Back it, I think is they're saying as a potential transfer candidate, I, okay. I uh, I can't imagine we're going to play him, right? He just never does it right. He's always yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's always out of position. Then, like, and then you got and then you got Sonny Styles, who I and mean, you have Kai played, Stokes. They like a lot too. Yeah, yeah. and Sonny Styles played a lot against Georgia, like a lot in in the first half. And yeah. Too. So like that makes it clear that like they think he's ready to play. Dude should still be in high school. So I'm not all too cut up that he's not yeah. didn't immediately make an impact this year, but he should next year. Um, but you're right. They need they need I to just put him on the fucking field, man. What like yeah. I think it's time. I mean, I get why they didn't do it. He was supposed to be in high school this year. I get that, but yeah. he better start next year. He yeah. better start he next year. And, and I, I think I the think writing's on the wall with, with him playing in the first half, like in the first quarter against Georgia. Like, yeah, that, that tells me that he's ready and he's, yeah. So I, I think that's, that's fine. Yeah. But you're absolutely uh, right. In terms of Trent, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, you're absolutely right on the portal. Like, there's not, I don't know. The, and, There's and nothing. The other, the, the other, the other, the other devil's Jeez. advocate thing too is like you're preparing for a playoff game, so it's not like a lot of these playoff teams haven't been super active in the portal or anything like that recently either. Yeah. And especially if we're talking about Ryan Day already having problems juggling all of this shit. Like, I mean, it makes sense that he doesn't have a single portal target right now, but. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I've I've seen that. Well, I, I, I wish he I wish he had a full staff of guys who were just fully dedicated to recruiting or something. That'd be cool if That'd those cool. we could hire yeah. some of those guys. But I don't know. I think he only has about a, a cool two or three million a year dedicated to his recruiting staff. Hopefully they can, you know, find some time to go click on 247.com and see what transfer targets are available. <laughs> I'm by the way, I'm about another I'm about another week finish away from getting Mark Pantoni the fuck out of here too. Mark Pantoni has been the one name from the Urban Meyer hey. era I have not put on my shit list yet. Hey, one more week finish this class. You're you're on the you're fucking ass as grass too, brother. Yeah, I mean uh, we can find organized nerds anywhere, and it's Ohio State, like the brand yeah. sells itself. Yeah, we need Kyle Lamb on the case. he basically got he got a job out of just being an an online republican and know how to use excel he he might i mean he might bro i was biking down i was biking down high street the other night i looked up there's there's zach smith's ugly mug staring back down at me he's got a billboard i said oh my goodness the grifter business must be booming (laughs) yeah (laughs) shit uh i'm trying to think other rumors here (laughs) <laughs> there's True. really nothing there's really nothing i think yeah, yeah. I, in terms of guys that could be leaving i've heard proctor's name mentioned i have seen uh cody simon's name mentioned um just the idea that i'll pack his bags if, if, yeah if steel <laughs> and tommy are both back like he's got to go start somewhere for his last year which tommy, I if tommy comes back yeah i mean if tommy comes back i that i think they're both coming back steel's already yeah, coming back i see I, it seems like uh i can go make your money brother 
It seems like yeah, both Whipler and Matt fluke. Jones are back. Yeah. The offensive line. Jones the offensive line. DeJuan Jones, I think, is probably gone. DeJuan Jones is gone and Paris is gone. Yeah, they're both gone. Uh, so need to get a tackle. To be clear. Donovan Jackson will play one of the tackle spots, and I think they'll put Enoch from... I think it'll just be like... They're going to just put in Enoch, Enoch from Ahi and Josh Fryer, but... Dan, that's so thin behind them. Like you got to get some, they got to get some portal guys. I I would like to see a portal guy or two with the O line, um, yeah. especially. I don't think Donovan Jackson's very good so far. Right. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't on, I don't know. Somebody I mentioned I mentioned Ryan Day whiffing on portal targets on on TikTok, and somebody was like, "What do you mean? A lot of those guys, there's a lot of OL guys and a lot of corners and defensive backs that haven't even committed yet. What do you mean whiffing?" And I'm like, "Brother, I." I promise you, whoever they are that you're thinking of, they are not coming to Ohio State. You're saying you're, so. What you're saying is Ohio State is not involved here. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly. I think Ohio State should get involved. They're, they're not. Involved. Yeah. Uh, and we got one more question before we wrap this up. Uh, from our our pit fan our pit fan friend here. I'm real angry. Who asked what in our minds has made Ohio State vulnerable to giving up these double digit leads? Is it a team mentality thing, a play calling issue, S and C, or something else slash a combination of several factors? Mentality. Um, Loser mentality. It's the Cleveland Browns. I've recognized it for years. It trickles and it builds fast and it gets nasty quick. And we've got a disastrous case of it. I I honestly, I, I don't know if you're wrong. I don't know if you're wrong. That's the crazy it's, part. It's like, it's like turbulence on a plane. Like Browns fans, if they're, you know, like there's turbulence on a plane there'd be some and there'd be like some bombs and you're like okay we're this is some serious shit this some browns fan in the tim couch's jersey would stay in the back like we need to fucking bomb this airplane right now because we're all gonna <laughs> die anyway and then he slowly convinces and then everybody's like whoa hold on now just a second this is a little t- a little bit and then he slowly convinces everybody that the plane's gonna crash anyway so like what the fuck and you just mentally like bad plays happen and it just breaks you down mentally until you think that you're it's just destiny that there is nothing escaping from just getting pulled down into the hell and it happened it, it happened just like it did in michigan i they came back against michigan they came back they they fought off they fought off georgia unlike they did michigan but yeah. when the chips came down when Marvin Harrison was gone and when they were and i'm sure they were talking to that offense and they were saying you know i'm sure they were looking at julian uh, Fleming is saying, you know, who's this guy? Gingerbread man with on crutches. Okay, not worried about him. Ameka, you're tiny. I'm not worried about you. Go try to beat me deep. I'm just going to press you at the line. And it happened. It happened. And it, it's the Browns are the same way, bro. It's and it's they have the same. The Browns and the and the, and the Buckeyes have the same coach at their worst. They're the same type of people at their worst. And Kevin, the Browns have the same similar. They've given up. That's the fancy's calling card, fourth quarter meltdowns. And he too, you'll be shocked to learn also calls plays and tries to be a CEO and in his first head coaching stint of his career. So just some food for thought for out there that people haven't been watching Browns football for the last 10 years. You might as well have been doing street math. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I think <laughs> I can't, I can't argue any of the mentality stuff. I guess if I would add on to that, I think that, uh, man, these last, the last few ones, I, I think it comes down to like, because here's what you say, like the mentality thing is very true to me, but I feel like they kind of overcame that a bit against Georgia, like for better or worse, they did, they did. fight back, and then, but then they gave it up at the end. 
Yeah, so I think it comes down to me of just like it, it's the fucking it's the defense, man. It's just all the yeah. defense. Like the offense needs to get better. I'm not saying the offense is perfect. Like Ryan Day has his flaws. I, I think that can be addressed. They could they need to fix that stuff, but it's certainly a lot closer to being the answer than, than the defense is. The defense just like it's it's secondary play, it's secondary recruiting, it's poor coaching in the back end of the defense. It's alignment between the front and the back end. Uh, there's just a lot of defensive coaching fundamentals that haven't been here for a couple of years now, uh, more than a couple of years since the Alex Branch era. Uh, and I don't know, like they've had one good defense in the past fucking uh, seven seasons, right? Like 2019 is the only good defense since like 2015, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's right to the, I think that's right to me. Uh, that can't happen. <laughs> like that just like, can't you happen. Let, you yeah. let Stetson Bennett go 80 yards, dog. I think I think another big thing for me, even more than just like what's actually schematically happening or your personnel or anything like that, is that Ohio State, the reality is Ohio State plays like two teams that could possibly come back on them like this a year. And so like you're shocked when you don't really know how to handle that. Like it it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like for as much as you people might want to think that like the Big Ten and the SEC are like right up to par, like Georgia has been tested. This Georgia team this year and last year has been tested more than Ohio State has. Uh, and Michigan has not, to be to be fair, like they have the same schedule or whatever. Um, so there's not really an excuse there. But like a lot of these teams, like they play more close games or more it- talent equated games. And Ohio State just doesn't know how to play against teams where the talent is equal. And like that, there's they, nothing they, you can and really they do handles about the that. bombs. Day handles yeah. the bumps. Right, that's true. Like, there's and, no and Missouri like, scare. When, when you there's go, no Missouri go, scares like Georgia exactly. has. Like when you go up 17 points or 20 points in the fourth quarter against anyone that Ohio State plays during the regular season, like they're done. You know, like you don't have to worry about them coming back. You can go up 17 in the in the second quarter and they're done. Like you don't have to worry about it anymore. Like you you get off to a quick lead and like you just coast the rest of the game. And so like when you play 12 games a year where that's the case, like what do you expect to happen when you play a 13th one? You know, like it's it there's not much you can do about that besides just drill into them like more and more and more and to be fair like they bounced back but it's it's natural when your instinct is when you're playing these games and you can coast after the second quarter every time like it's natural when you hop out to a quick lead and go up 21 to whatever that you're going to want to um play the game the same way that you've done the past 12 like it makes sense to me so i don't know there's there's not a real answer to me but Sorry to interrupt. Did you see the Pete Tamil tweet from an hour ago? Ohio State assistant strength coach Nick Palazzetti is leaving oh, to take yeah. the director of football performance for Scott Satterfield at Cincinnati. Yeah, I didn't see that. So, I mean, there's at least one new position. Some there's at least one new position opening. Yeah, I'm sure it'll right. make a big difference with Nick. I, it might, hey, well, I mean, it might be a hiatus. I mean, Nick might be moving on. He might be telling his you know disciples that my time is ending. I can't protect you anymore. So go find your, you know, greener pasture. I I can dream. I mean, God, <laughs> <Maybe>. that would. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it would take to give me some optimism this offseason. I think if he oh, if he dude, if we go if new... we make the right, I'll tell you what it's going to need the right the right strength and hire coach. If we go out there and find a guy to your satisfaction, if we let you hire this the strength and uh, strength and conditioning coach, brother, you'll be marching right beside me <laughs> carrying the yeah. Malaysia flag into battle next year. 
think that's true. I think that's true. They let me make the hire. Ryan Day, if you hear this podcast, you give me a call. Parker Fun, we know you listen. Parker Fun, if you want to... <laughs> On your way out the door, if you want to pass the note. Yeah. You make me a call and I'll, I'll, I'll get this thing fixed for us right away. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I don't know outside of that. Uh, we'll see, right. We'll talk about it. We have the premium episode coming up. We'll do the premium this week. We're, we're going to talk about, uh, what to expect basically in the off season, what, what changes we want to see made, what we think will happen. Uh, we're going to do all that on the next episode, which will come out later this week at some point we, we don't we'll know see, when yeah. uh yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll make tuned. a plan stay tuned yeah. if you want to listen to that if, if you're just a regular person who does not give us money um you you can hear that podcast if you subscribe to our website meet at midfield.com you can come post with us you can read me and dj have a, a daily or at least five days a week where we uh give our neurotic morning thoughts about the bucks so come read come hang out um that is our that's our pitch to you. If you want to hear more of this, um, come hang out with us and come listen to our premium podcast that will be sent right to your podcast catcher at home. So that's uh, that's what I oh, have yeah. to offer you. Just give us money. We'll give you content. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's it. That's that's the season, boys. We will go we will talk more. We will talk more uh, later in the season, but or later in the year, because um, you know that Buckeye football never sleeps. So. DJ, you want to sign us out? Go Bucks! Thank God, fucking Michigan lost, and hope better be on the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs>